Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Brooke. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. <laughs> and it has been such a busy fall. We're off schedule once again. I feel like Coffee with the Cowgirls is just a testament to if you drop the ball, you just got to pick it back up and keep trying again. Yeah, I'm, last week was my fault. I was a hot mess. I had a sick kid and I got sick. And... Oh, we, did. we scrapped it for last week. So we have some catching up to do. Remy, um, well, last week was 9 11. It was. On Monday. That was on my list of things to talk about because, gosh, that was decades ago. Um, but yet I still remember everything and I feel like it's important. So we should talk about it. I was a junior in high school. And I was a sophomore in college. <laughs> it happened actually on our, so I went, I went to a school that started late. So it happened on our first day of school and I stayed in, not my room. I stayed in another, I don't know why I was staying in another room in my house, but um, we were remodeling the house and this room had like orange shag carpeting and the wallpaper was like the textured plaid from the sixties, like where you can touch it and it's like corded and it was like black and orange and yellow. And I didn't have a TV in my room, but I had a TV in that room. Maybe that's why I stayed in there. And I turned the news on to see, cause I was gonna like do my hair and makeup, which was like out of the ordinary for me anyway. And I remember I woke up really early and I saw all the coverage and um, was not a good day. So uh, we, so I was a sophomore in college, lived in this house with four other girls. We were also getting ready for school and turn on the news. And I just remember standing in the living room, looking at it in disbelief, I think. The other thing was that, I, th I can't remember if it was one or two. I know one for sure. One of the girls in school who was a friend of ours from Nebraska, her grandpa happened to be working in the Pentagon that day. And so it was, it was just really wild. I just remember it being really wild. And then we were worried about gas. Do you remember that? Yeah, so. Uh... We, uh, it was a weird, I remember, so my uncle also, the, my uncle had his office right by the Pentagon, so the, um, the plane that hit the Pentagon went right by his um, office window, and uh, I remember talking to him, so he was a lobbyist, um, and so aside from the national worries about gas, we were then talking to my uncle that's like, telling us all these things that we had to be prepared for and um it was, it was very weird time. it was a very weird time we where i we went to high school we ended up there's a lot of guys that work in the financial district in new york so we lost a couple guys even though we're from california we lost a couple of alumni to the bottom i, know, I just it's really hard to wrap your mind around so many good people were lost that day the amount of work it took for the paramedics, the firefighters, the EMTs, amazing. They are amazing. I can't imagine going through anything like what they did to rescue all those people. Some of them lost their lives in the process of it. Um, yeah. Now, are the, are the boys listening to the at their school, they went over the tapes from the Boston flight, and those I cannot listen to those. They break my heart every time. I mean, just I just yeah, those people did not wake up that morning thinking that that it was how their day was going to go. Thousands of people woke up that morning not thinking that's how their day was going to go. What? So we had September eleventh. We have last week. Uh, shout out to Michaela Thorlickson. She had her baby yesterday. What'd she have? She had a little dark-haired boy named Caleb. Oh, cute. And is her mom on her way out there or is she there? She's on, or she was, she's there now. 
Um, and uh, they didn't find out what they were having, so I couldn't do that. So more power to them. They just waited till he came. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations, Thorkelson family. I, uh, well, a shout out to Leanne Johnson now that I know that she listens. Uh, she commented on a post that I had on Facebook a couple weeks ago. But I wanted I wanted to um, tell her this through Coffee with the Cowgirls. Hi, I'm taking a hiatus from my personal Facebook page, Remy. I'm only on my business pages. Yeah, I, I have been with on, with not announcing it for like a month now. <laughs> I'm announcing it because I feel badly, and thank you for that kind comment. And I should have responded on there, but I'm taking a break. So. Now that we got that out in the air. Sometimes yeah. social media just makes you feel like shit, Remy. I don't even know why. I mean, it's not like shit, like I'm jealous of people or anything like that. It just made, it was starting to make me feel like shit. So I had to shut yeah. it off. I didn't, Brandon still looks at mine. He's, let's be honest, he's on mine all the time. But I do not go on it. I stay on my top hand page, the Kruger Performance Horse page, and this page. So I just post through Meta, so I don't see anything at all. Like I can't see anything, so I just do the post through there. And I figure if I'm going to waste time, I would prefer to waste it reading a book than on social media. So I haven't been on social media in a long time. And I actually don't miss it. I like all the books I'm reading instead. You know, I just like the way that I feel. Yeah, I like the way that I feel for not being on it. So like I said, I'm still on it a lot, but I'm trying to get better. We both stuck at the top or the um, copy with the cowgirls page. We probably better get in a better rhythm with that. It's hard to keep it all going though. It is. Yeah, so I think I go through like phases of it, and then you know, I just I haven't been posting anything personal, so if I don't post anything personal, then I don't have anything to post on copy with the cowgirls. So <laughs> that's well, where I'm at. I with the top hand thing, I've been trying to get good at doing in meta every monday posts for the whole week like three posts a day do you know how hard it is to think of three things for seven days in a row to post again that's why i always posted personal things because they're a lot easier to uh for me to post right like i could have posted we went to a bull sale on sunday and uh could have posted that that was fun i got a bull sale James bought me lunch because they give you a free tri-tip lunch <laughs> with a sale. You guys had a day date and a free lunch. He's like, I'm going to buy you lunch. And I was like, the, what we're going to pay for bulls is going to buy me lunch. Nice. Yeah. Remy, you'd be proud of me. You would be proud of me. I feel like I've been punching my cowgirl card hard all yeah, week you, long. You told me that you've been riding two-year-olds again. I uh, <laughs> I, it doesn't even stop there, Remy. I've been riding two-year-olds with no one home. Oh, maybe we should back up. Like, I'm the biggest scaredy cat you've ever met in your life. What? That's just bad planning. You got to make sure someone's home when you're riding young one. But I'm so confident. I've been riding them so good that I feel very confident in my ability right now. Um, I've been trail riding. Look at you. Well, have Trail you been on the two-year-olds, though? No, no. I mean, no. But some of the other horses, I mean, I have a little, my little horse, he's not like, he doesn't like that tall grass on his belly. And that kind of was scary at first for me. But I'm like, I'm doing this. And I am doing it. And it's been good. And I like it. And I am just really feel like a cowgirl the last couple weeks here. <laughs> uh, I've been running cross country with the boys, and uh, yesterday we had to run hills, so that really was my ass. My legs are really sore today. <laughs> you get a gold star, Remy. I, uh, I follow everyone, so I have to wait on the back end, which is great for me because it means that I get to walk a lot. <laughs> 
you guys are doing good. Just take your time. <laughs> just like, I, well, and it's it's funny because like they start them running around the well, they start running on the field and then they start running around the block and now we're running hills. And uh, I'm listening to these girls talk yesterday and they're in brain. That's their fourth grade. They're in brain's grade. And they're like, I'm not going to walk during the race. Like I have the best endurance. And the other ones are, I'm the fastest. And I'm like, girls, I've been running with you for like a month. And never once have you made it even seven tenths of a mile without stopping. I did not say this. I did not, I did not crush their dreams. I'm just like, right. okay. And then uh, got this. there was a boy yesterday. He's like, every time I run, my shoulder clicks. And I was like, I am old and fat and still running. You can keep running. He's like, well, I'm fat and ugly. He's like, it's like painful. I was like, I did not say you were fat and ugly. I said, I was old and fat and I'm still running. You can continue to run. Oh, that's funny. I do. I tell the girl, like when the girls start walking, I'm like, even if we're going to walk, we need to take big steps. Like, and they're so, like when we're running the one part, they're like, oh, my cousin lives here. We should stop here. I'm like, you can't stop. We are training to run. Oh, I can't imagine. Like. Mm-mm. Nope. Surely can't, Remy. I can't r- imagine running next to you because I would be like, I'm going to stop and see my cousin too. Sure. <laughs> <You're, that laughs> cousin too. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, any other new things before we... I don't even... I don't even know if we should embark upon the conversation that we're going to embark upon today because it's going to get me really fired up and I don't know if you understand how fired up I am about this subject. I know. Fall is trying, we have false fall right now if you want to talk about the weather. Have what? False fall. Oh, the weather's been so awesome here. Love yeah, it. here too, which means I'm going to hit 100 degrees in like two weeks because it's been like Mid-70s, low-80s, which for us is cool in the fall. I mean, not like fall, fall, but like right now. Uh, but I'm not falling for it because um, I know that October will be like 100 degrees. It is. I, where could one live that would be like this all year round? Because that's where I want to live. Central California. It is. It's <laughs> so beautiful right now. It's like 86. Well, yesterday it was 86, but um, it was 86. And then last night it was like 50. It was a perfect night to have a yeah, fire. We're, and we're, we're doing like the high 50s, low 60s at night, which is good because it's um, like mid 70s to low 80s during the day. So we're not getting the big swing on cattle to get sick. So that's, you know, like important for us. Dead October tends to be 100 during the day and like 40 at night, so there's that. In a perfect world, I would love to be wherever it is, this perfect temperature all year long. It's just been beautiful and gorgeous. And I love the, the I forgot how much I love fall with the changing of the trees. And I mean, I, I love fall, but we don't have changing of the trees. You don't? I mean, some trees, but not all of them. We have evergreen trees for the most part in California. Yeah, we do. We have those here too, but they're not very pretty. They don't do anything, but um, we've got lots of different colors of trees that change and it's gorgeous. But um, My Tapian cowgirl deal is getting so big, Remy. There's so many people that are commenting how nervous and scared and yada, yada they are. Yeah, me too. I'm getting nervous and scared. Like, are we going to be able to corral all these women? And I I think that we're at 65 or well over that right now. That's a lot. It's the biggest one we've ever had. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. We did. We had a... um... We helped with a charity this weekend, a property called Charity for Charity, and um, kind of like a mini make a wish. Like they pick people and they donate. They like so they have a 
like this festival at a winery and we did the sorting and last year they didn't get done it barely got done in time and they only had 30 people so this year we capped it at 50 people and um one of the people that kind of helped last year was like oh we'll never get done in time and i told the um guy that hired us and he's a friend he runs all american trailers and he was like are you sure you're gonna get it done i was like trust me we'll be much more efficient than last year so we got done with the awards and everything even though we were an hour late starting not because of us but because they had a junior bull riding and the button busting and it was awesome my kids rode in it but they were an hour late with it. they love it yeah they were 30 minutes late getting started with that fair enough and then they got even more entries in it than they thought they were going to get so they were an hour late getting done so by the time we got started we were an hour behind but we still got done in time and it was great it was fun there's all the people that came and watched it so we did that but you know the same thing the guy's like watching people come in he's like are you gonna be okay and i was like oh yeah we'll be fine I'll get it done. I'll get it done quickly. Uh, oopsie. Um, for those who have been following along with Hillary, the story of Hillary, it wasn't just me who thought she was amazing. Remy and I have already kind of talked about this, but um, she had 1,300 people show up at her wake, which I think that that's incredible. I've talked to so many people since, and they're like, I don't even know 1,300 people. I, I don't know if I do either. So. And then her little girl, Johnny, had her first high, or little britches rodeo this weekend without her mom. And so I knew it was going to be super hard, and I was kind of concerned just about that. You know, it's a – she's 12. Yeah. Always done it with her mom. But she did rock it. I'm like, you make sure you send me videos and text me how you're doing. She won the breakaway roping on Saturday. And then I didn't hear anything from them. Well, I heard from them on Sunday as she was laying in Children's Hospital in Iowa City. She had a mishap coming off of her horse in the goat tying. And it, she just looked like she was like kind of slingshotted from a rubber band or something. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a somersault, whipped her down to the ground. It her looked like, every, unfortunately, it looked like every other goat tying accident because that's what they all look like. Oh my gosh. It. She's in a neck brace. She broke her C7 vertebrae. Uh, she was in the hospital for a few days. She got out on today's Wednesday, Monday. Um, <clears throat> she's going to be fine, thankfully. But talk about the luck. I mean, my God. I told her that if that happens one more time, she's going to get a pleasure horse, and that'll be the end of that. We're going slow for the rest of her little riding career. Uh, Jane used to rope calves, and I never understood getting off of a perfectly good horse. Well, I've never really watched it, Remy. I, I don't know. They sent me the video, and I was like, shit, I feel like she's going really fast. Does that look like she's going really fast? I don't know nothing about it. When she came into the arena, it looked like so fast. I'm sure that's what they all look like, right? I I would not want to get off of that I, horse. Again, that tying, steer wrestling, calf roping, it's all the same to me. Why are yeah. you getting off of a perfectly good horse? Uh, speaking of Michaela Thorlickson and goat tying, she forgot her purse when we were at San Antonio. I think we're in San Antonio. She got her purse at like a McDonald's. And so it had this really weird parking structure that you'd like go in a circle up. Because you don't need to go park. I'll just jump out and grab it. Like we thought that we would like park the car and circle around. So we get in front of the McDonald's and she opens the door and she goes, go tie dismount and just jumped out of the vehicle. She was okay though. <laughs> I'm just like, but like, I have a lot of videos of her, you know, doing the scorpion. Like uh, you see it with a lot. I mean, unfortunately Johnny hurt her neck, but you'll see like a lot of them where they just like whack and then you just keep rolling. It's scary. seems like yeah. a bad idea. Not only that, or you see with the goat tying when they run and get caught up in the rope. That also scares me. Yeah, it would, there's probably a lot of different variables that <laughs> you could go through scenarios. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad to hear she's okay, but that happened. 
So today, um, we're going to talk about the education system, public school system versus homeschool, and all of it. Or private school it. for me. What? Or private school for me. Yeah. Well, we don't have that option. We live in rural America here. Um, all of it. I think, well, and I think that, I think this is probably a good conversation to have because I know that we get a lot of young moms who listen to us. There's a lot of women who listen to us who may be on the fence about whether they should homeschool or continue the public school system with their kids. And I don't know if you've noticed that, but I have noticed that uh, there's quite a few women that I know with kids in the age ranges of 12 to 15, same as mine. And a lot like my story where they've been in public school their whole life and they're pulling them out now. I saw two women that I know that just did that this school year with their kids. They pulled the kids out to do homeschool for whatever reason. I don't know. No, we have a lot of, um, they used to be called future schools. I don't know what they're called now, but like, especially in our area. For guys that junior rodeo or dirt bike, like, or do like the off-road racing. So they're supposed to go to school. Um, they go to school, I think, two days a week. And then the rest of it, it's like a hybrid homeschool and schooling deal. It's not easier for a lot of people. I love that concept. I, I mean, I told you earlier that I wasn't sure if we should embark on this because I have got... Brett's been real riled up, people, on the phone. <laughs> I had a meeting yesterday, Remy, and it, it went there. well. Did it? Did But did you have the meeting with the teacher you were supposed to have the meeting with, or did you have the meeting with someone he else? He wasn't able to be there, so I got to speak my piece, and it was well known when I left the building that I was not a fan of hers and that I feel like she needs to educate herself on how to talk to people. So... um Here's the deal, I believe. I believe that there's two ways to skin a cat in everything that you do. I believe that there is more than one way to learn other than having your ass in a seat in a public school system or a private school setting or wherever. I believe that, I can't believe that we went through two years of COVID and having to learn how to distance learn and all of that other things. And when COVID's over, the school systems go right back to how they were doing school. Traditionally, they made no changes. They see no need to make a change. I cannot wrap my head around that. I do not understand it. It pisses me off to no end that the ones who are educating our children, they do not they will not they they are just feet in the ground not changing for one minute i love the idea of what you said about that trade school or future school with the hybrid thing finding staff for these school systems is so hard they they can they have no extra help they have no substitute teachers they are having a hard time getting teachers um, our lovely Governor Walls pulled out all of the, his support for the law enforcement to be in the school systems to make sure that our kids are safe. Now, maybe not such a big deal in our little rural America school, but I promise you it is a big deal in the inner cities in Minnesota. So there's no more law enforcement police interaction in the school districts in Minnesota because Governor Walls pulled them out. He took the funding away. Um, where where else would you like me to go here, Remy? <laughs> no, I mean, so it goes back to like you said, so we had, so like uh, the ghost is COVID, of COVID is coming back to haunt a lot of kids and just where they're at education-wise, right? And also Behind how they two years, most of them in so education. It didn't affect Kyle. She's my oldest one, but he's kind of some of the stuff that he's being affected by has nothing to do with COVID really. And, uh, but where, right where Brayden really got her is just 
phonetically. Like he, that's right when they were going to do phonics and he's behind on all of that. No matter how hard we work, it's really hard for him to catch up because there's this- Both of my boys. There's this very small period when they're at a certain age that you can teach them phonetics and have them really understand that. But um, my brother's boys that are, my brother's boy that's older, he was in that space for math, right? So now his math is behind because of it. And thankfully we go, they all go to a very small school where you can ask for help. But you see it across the country, right? You see these kids that either have a weird social stunted problem because of COVID, because the hard part for a lot of people, now our kids, our kids are not in that as far as social, we don't have a social issue, right? Our boys, your boys and mine have a thriving. lot of interaction, right? Thriving socially. But you have to think about like, and I deal with some of these people that are now like, you know, the, that's the end of the COVID like, and now they're in college, but they were like those seniors and stuff. And it really messed up their social skills because they don't understand like, uh, they just have a different, a different social atmosphere because they're used to kind of being alone and not in big groups. And it, and that changes how you learn and changes a lot of things. But I, I do see it. And part of the reason that my kids don't, there's, to be honest, there's three reasons my kids don't go to public school and none of them are going to seem like a big deal. And they are to me. Uh, first, our public schools around here start at 730 and I'm never going to make that bell. That's step one. Never going to be on time. Just. At least you're honest with yourself, Remy. I know I like who it. I am as a person. It's not going to happen. Um, the other thing is truancy for us. So, you know, and I know that's part of your problem with your boys is truancy, right? So if you miss X amount of days at a public school or X amount of days together. They're coming after your ass. And here they will. In fact, I'm, I used to be friends with a truancy officer. So um, they really do because for I don't know if it's the same thing in Minnesota and Cal- California. They get paid for every day that your child is in a seat. So they don't actually, like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this about individual teachers, right? A lot of teachers do care that they're there, but the system in and of itself, wants your kids ass in that seat so that they get paid by the state. Um, and the third reason is I, you know, like, so for us, it goes back to the, so the truancy, we're still on reason two. We take our kids. We, If I want to go to Disneyland, we go to Disneyland. If we're going to go to a horse show, if we're going to go to Texas. If we're going to go do this, if I need, if I like need them to come help us work cows on the ranch, which isn't a real need, but it's good for them and it's good to see what we do and they are good help, I'm going to pull them out of school and I'm not going to feel guilty about that because the day that they miss learning that, well, I can help them with that education, but they missed out on a big chunk of our life that they shouldn't be missing out on. And uh, the third reason is that I like them being in smaller class sizes where if they need help, they can get the help that they need. And uh, so that's why my kids go to a private school. Even if I don't agree with everything that happens at the private school, I also have a bit better voice at the private school than I do in a public school. Oh, I know. And I, so for those of you who do not know, my kids have always been in public school up until three years ago, right? Is that when I did it, Remy? Yeah. This will be year three. This is the third year. So we're like in the third year. Yeah, this will be year three. So they've always been in public school. But then when we made the decision to go to Arizona in the winter, obviously, I have a very strong opinion on not putting them in school in Arizona because we're not going to infiltrate ourselves into the school district. And I'm not going to put my kids through that. I know what a problem drugs are in our little school district, which is in a small farming community, it's it, drugs are a big deal. I can't imagine what they would be like in a bigger area. So I'm not going to do that to my kids, and I'm not going to do that to myself. Um, so we chose to do the homeschool. The first year, I did an online Christian program. There was no structure. It was very hard for us. The second year, I did, they went to school. They went to our school district up until we left, I pulled them out and then they went on a Minnesota public online school system. Much better. That is the same plan for this year. Last week, I get a call from one of the teachers because my kids are phonetically behind as well. And I think it's a boy thing, Remy, because. So part of that is true too, right? Like, um, James always said, like, all the boys in his family had to go to speech. 
and uh, Brayden pretends to be illiterate. And I say pretends because when you get a state testing back, you're still like in the 95th percentile and you're like, so you just pretend you can't read. Awesome. <laughs> but they do, boys are always, are, tend to be phonetically behind girls. I, it, I'm terrible at math. My kids can do math and I'm, I'm really good at spelling. I can write, I can spell well. They don't have any of that. And it's hard for me to understand because I learned how to spell by memorization and sounding it out. They don't sound out a word or they can't hear the letters when you're sounding it out. So what's funny is now I've had four boys in school, right? And we had sight words for the first three. Like there's this list of words that you have to memorize, which is great because some of them aren't phonetically, they don't phonetically make sense, right? On your sight word. However, they did everything with sight words and Kyle and Trent have figured out how to sound things out. Now, Brayden, if it's not a sight word, he's like, what? Mm, I, don't, I don't know that word. And I'm like, but, but you should. And now Clayton is in kindergarten. And guess what? They went back to phonics and away from sight words because, again, there's like this weird catch up that's not working with sight words. Yeah. And so yesterday I lobbied for my kids to get special help way back before any of this homeschool stuff started. Way back. You have to go advocate for your kids and you have to ask for the special help. And back then it was an IEP resource room. It probably is considered the special education, but that is the only way that you can get help. Even back then, that was the only way that you could get help for their reading and spelling. So I, I always go to those meetings every year because I want to continue that. Well, I was pretty fired up last week. As you know, I won't even get into that. But then I get there yesterday and the writing was real clear on the wall that public school systems are very much in trouble, Remy. They made no bones about it. If I didn't have my kids in that IEP, there is no help. There's no Paris. The schools have no Paris. Can't find them. So the only way that they get additional help is by being in that resource room that I lobbied for how many years ago? I, a long time ago. Uh, blew my mind. Blew my flipping mind. I can't believe it. And it was also stated in that meeting, well, they stated something about two years. Two years ago was COVID. I've heard a ridiculous number, like 98% of the children in the United States are behind by two years because of COVID. So if they're in sixth grade right now, they're at a fourth grade level because of COVID. What are we doing? No, and I think that's the, so the other thing too is what we should have learned out of COVID and what we know, what we know as parents and as teachers, right, is that kids learn differently. So, um, amen. They want to, they want to oh, yeah. these kids. They, if they don't sit in the seat, keep their mouth shut, and, mm. and so again, right? Like I had a whole different education than a lot of people. I went to private school all the way through, right? So they looked at you as an individual. Even when I went to Catholic school when I was younger, there was a lot of like the you know, Remy talks too much in class, but all the all the things that people get in trouble for. But it's still, I mean, it was stricter in Catholic school. But by the time I got to middle school and high school and then college, they thought of you as an individual. And they helps you learn in different ways. Well, we learned that with COVID, right? That not every, like drastically because we did at-home learning. But when I was a senior in college, um, my community service was that we went and taught at a public school. So we went and taught classes at a public school. And we had to kind of audit uh, master's programs if we were gonna do anything with education. And I remember auditing this one program at a graduate school about, and it was like to get your degree in education. Now I never wanted a degree in education. I was gonna get a degree in history or so. I mean, my master's degree was gonna be in something else. It wasn't gonna be in education. And I already had that bias before I went to this class. And I go to this class and it's literally how you sit kids at a table. And I was like, that is kind of helpful. Maybe, but maybe we should figure out like, 
if a kid is having problems with this, maybe we should offer him a different source to look at so he's at least interested and engaged in the subject rather than you can only sit four kids to a table and you should never have more than two boys in a grouping of four. Like that, if you don't have common sense, you probably shouldn't be teaching anyway. Like don't put four boys together. I don't mean to sound like I'm ragging on teachers because I'm not. I, there's so many good teachers. And the problem is like, so think about it this way. The problem is, and we I see it a lot because I have a lot of teacher friends, right? Some of the best teachers get burnt out by dealing with the educational system. Well, that and their hands are tied in the majority of all of this because the decisions that I'm talking about, they're made by the educational board or, or what. I don't even know what that what that board is called, but that board is flipping bullshit and if I had the time to really get after them and go do it I freaking feel like I would because I'm so sick of it and the thing about homeschooling is it's hard it is the hardest thing that I've ever done uh so during COVID when I had to homeschool my own children and remember I have teaching credentials like I, I took the test I have none <laughs> I have teaching credentials and I told James, I was like, I don't care what it costs. If we don't go back to school next year, we are hiring someone. Maybe we can get other kids to come and like, we'll make like a little teaching pod. Because that's what people, a lot of people around here did that. They like made these, we call them pods, right? These little pods where uh, you would hire teachers. And I was like, I will hire a teacher because I'm going to kill my kids. I'm going to kill them. Now I can teach other people's kids. I cannot teach my own kids. So, you know. Well, the maybe thing about the homeschool, Remy, it's is stigma the right word? Like in a, in my head, and I've talked to other homeschooling parents and they all laugh and they're like, you're not wrong, you're so right. It takes a good two years to untrain yourself, me, on how a school day should look. Because I've been trained for years, decades, to believe that they had to be in a, in a seat for hours on a day and they had to go through so many subjects a day and it was painful. It was a wreck. It was a wreck. So, now I've learned that is, that is not how all learning is done. Well, think about, think about like, okay, so let's think about like uh, very wealthy people, like pre-modern school system, right? And even not so wealthy people, but you think about the founding fathers, all these people for, centuries had tutors right and yes you would do a couple subjects a day but they would work on like history for three months and i'm just giving like random time periods right yeah they would talk about that and then maybe do some language and some art and the, like that's how their tutors were that's how their private tutors were you weren't doing like 43 minutes of math and 43 minutes of spelling because it didn't make sense. And then it's also not natural, right? To have these like very blocked out things where you could have a whole course of study. Cause think about it more like college, right? We take three or four classes that are very specific every semester rather than, you know, seven periods of bullshit that you don't care about. Right, and how much are they actually learning in that school anyway? Because there's so many kids with terrible behavioral issues that are interrupting what they're, they're trying to learn in those short blocks of time or short spans of time. I'm doing it. I am letting my children go back to school until November to it's for them. I feel like I'm doing it for them. I don't know. Probably fucking them up. I'm not sure. Um, um, if you listen to, she's not going to say it. Her, the teacher that she has an issue with told her what a horrible life her children have because they're going to be out of school. Yeah, and so while we're trying to let them live this life with their friends at school, which I feel is important for the social aspect of it. They, they really like it. They really want to do this. So here's the issue, though. We can't plan anything out because of the truancy thing, Remy. This weekend, we are supposed to leave tomorrow for Billings. So they would be out of school for Thursday and Friday. And they're both like, we've got tests tomorrow. We can't go. It's Wednesday morning at 830 here. I have no idea what my kids are going to do this weekend. They probably are going to have to stay home. Next week, they're supposed to go to Reno. 
those teachers are going to flip their shit if my kids are out from Tuesday to Tuesday because that's what it would be. The weekend after that, we have to be gone. And then you got USTPA finals. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I'm going to no. get my ass chewed by these people. No, and honestly, like, when it sucks, you're in a rural area, so people should have more understanding. But for us, like, when it's branding season, right, well, the boys will be out of school for two or three days because they come and do all of us. That is important, you know. Yeah, the help. Have the help. To have the help and to have them really getting trained up for what they're going to do at some point in the future. And that might not be their end goal, but they'll be Here's my other dilemma with school, which makes me so stinking mad. And I'm going to use Bronson as an example. Because what does Bronson love to do, Remy? He loves to win. Yeah. He loves to. The child is that way. I've never, he's always been that way. He's terrible at reading and spelling. Uh, actually, not so terrible at reading. He's terrible at spelling. Um, however, when I have him for the homeschool, I'm like, Bronson, if you don't know how to spell a word, you have an iPhone, you have an iPad. Just look it up. That's cheating. I can't do that. School taught him that. And I'm like, in my world, it's not cheating, Bronson. If I teach him how to use his resources, that is a win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I told them that yesterday. I said, let's be honest, honest, folks. AI is going to replace a lot of the stuff that you're trying to teach them. In five years, what is AI going to do? Are these kids even going to have to write a paper, Remy? No. So we had a, a my uh, Kyle's religion or Christian studies class right now um, is asking questions that I, in my opinion. So again, right, not that I don't have problems with uh, private schools. I have less problems than you, but so they have these essay questions that they have to answer. One. I don't think they're appropriate for a sixth grader. And two, I think they're way too private for a sixth grader. One of them is like, one has uh, selfish ambition, also known as envy, caused you to have strife in your life. And how did I God- I don't even help? know how to answer that. So that's my point, right? So first of all, you know, and then when you strife bring it up- in your life? What, what does that even mean? So, and that's my thing, right? So first of all, if they don't have that, you're now making them kind of feel guilty, right? Like, I'm, there's something wrong with me if I don't feel this way. The other thing is they're now starting to trivialize what jealousy is. If I want something that someone else has, but it doesn't really affect me, right? Like, um, so my girlfriend's son is in the same class and she's talking to him because he couldn't figure out how to answer it. She goes, well, you know, are you jealous? And he goes, yeah, I guess I'm kind of jealous that Kyle has an iPhone and I don't. And she goes, well, you know. But even that, that's for me, that's petty. That's not even really jealousy, right? It's he wants it. Yeah. He goes, well, what'd you do about it? He's like, I don't know, nothing. I'm just, I would like an iPhone, right? He doesn't want to take it from Kyle. Yeah. Things. And it's so like, that answer is so pure, right? It's like, I don't know. I, I would just like one, but like, he's yeah. not, you know, like. And not going to be malicious to Kyle over it. And uh, so I wasn't there because we were preg checking cows actually. So I wasn't there when my girlfriend talked to them in the in the Christian studies teacher's like, yeah, it's really deep. No, it's, I mean, yes, it is deep, but that's like a thing for a theology class or someone much older, not a sixth grader. And I was talking to someone else and they're like, oh, you just go to like chat GPT and that'll give you an answer. So it's just an AI answer. And I was like, oh, that's great. Also, side note, related only through AI. So they had um, AI answering a mental health hotline for eating disorders. And, you know, there's people calling in and they're like, I would like to lose weight, you know, and the counselor is supposed to tell them, like, you don't need to lose weight. You need to be healthy, you know, all these things. And it's like, and there's like multiple recordings of it being like, well, if you change your caloric intake, then you can lose weight and be at the weight you want to be at. And I was like, you are using AI for someone for mental health. That is a horrible decision to make. Well, when I mentioned that about in my meeting yesterday and I was like, you know, the one thing about Ch or Bronson that you might not know is he loves to win and he doesn't want to be the kid that can't spell. And if you teach him how to do it, I'm like, right now you guys have taught him that it's cheating if he uses his resources, which I don't feel like that's freaking cheating because they're not going to look at your phone. Remy, how often is your autocorrect working for you? 
right now? I'm going to be honest here. Autocorrect doesn't work for me. It hurts me. Oh, why? What? I'm like, this isn't what I meant to say. I used the correct word. Like, autocorrect really bothers me because it always changes gave to have every time. And I'm like, gave is a fucking word. Like, I gave you something. But again, also, I realize that I'm in the minority because I um, yeah. am angel about grammar and spelling. Yeah, you feel like you're harboring hard feelings towards autocorrect, Remy. It always, it always tells you what the duck. That's not what I meant to say. Yeah, what the duck. I surely did not mean to say duck. Mine doesn't even autocorrect it on I duck also I use it so on, much. I also know, notice this on, uh, now i got to think what the word is, but... It's not definitely, but there is a word on defiantly. Facebook. I spell it defiantly all the time. Yes, but. defiantly. You're trying to say definitely, and people put defiantly, and I'm like, but that's not the word you wanted. You I wanted know. Definitely. And I was like, again, they're like, autocorrect. How many times does someone say defiantly? Think about it. Defiantly. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, well, so they agreed with me. When I said that, when I, I said, I'm also agreeing with you. I'm just saying that I am the person that. No, I'm not saying that you didn't. Have you but, uh, seen the like? Have you ever typed something into your phone or into a Word document, and the computer and phone are just like, I got no idea. I can't fix this for you. I oh, and then I'm like trying it on my computer, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of them. No, but so when I told them, I'm like, if you if you teach him, like he could use his resources. That would be a win for him, and he would try harder in other things for you. Oh, that's that's a good way to look at it. And because I'm like, five years, they're probably not even going to have to do pen to paper anymore. Who knows? AI is going to do it all for them. They're never going to have to learn how to spell a word because it's going to do it for them. I know that a lot of people in the education, education system do not want to hear that, but that's truth, people. I mean, that is what we've come to. Yeah, like, uh, I'm anti-voice to text because also it makes me look like an asshole. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't even know if I've ever done that. Uh, yesterday I was in a board meeting and I kept using voice to text because I was running. And uh, I'm just like, never mind. Let me, when I stop running, I will text what I was trying to say because, I don't know. But it's, there's a lot of things that are changing and instead of the times changing with them, it's almost like the school system is getting more rigid to fight the change. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm at. And I just, it makes me so damn mad. I'm like, for the love of God, how could have we went through COVID and you guys still, you see no need to change. I do not understand that. I can't. So I run into a separate problem at our school, right? So up until middle school at the school, my boys are in, everything's pretty easy. Right. They don't ask. And like, I'm caught in between. Right. So they don't know. They can tell you what a preposition is, but they can't really give you the definition. Right. They don't know what a dangling participle is. Again, all these things are not important if you can read the sentence and tell me why it does not sound correct. I don't care that you don't know why it's not diagramming correctly. I want you to fix the sentence for me. And uh, so. And it's kind of the same thing in math. They're showing them how to do it. But again, like common core is about how do we get close? Everything should be addition and subtraction. And I am anti that. And this isn't because I'm old school. Like when you see the number six and seven automatically in your head, 13 and 42 should come up, right? Six plus seven is 13. Six times seven is 42. We need to associate these things together. And they don't really make them do rote memorization of certain numbers. And I'm like, but you need to so that you aren't struggling as you get older. Right. Because if it, you can make the connection quickly, then it's fine. So Kyle comes home and he's like, I don't know what this is. And I was like, so do you know what the denominator is? And he's like, no, I was like, it's not on the bottom. Do you know what the numerator is? No. And I'm like, OK, so they're asking you questions now that they didn't teach you before this year. And now you're supposed to know it. So I've had that conversation with our schools. Like there's a disconnect between lower elementary and middle school. And you're expecting them to know a lot of things. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but maybe before they hit sixth grade, we should have thrown some of those words out there. So at least they were comfortable with them. And, you know, uh, and through the homeschool thing, I have learned a lot on the way that education can look. That education is okay for it to look differently than what we 
have and always again, right? Like I am not saying it has to be the same thing, but there's no. certain things that work very well for you in life, right? Like yeah. rote memorization of multiple of multiplication tables is very important. Oh, we, I, so I'm probably talking yes. about something a little yeah, different. Yeah, so, but like, I'm like, we didn't talk, so they didn't, they kind of teach that, but they don't. And now Kyle's supposed to know, like, he's like, I don't know how to figure this out. And I was like, remember when I told you, you not memorizing your multiplication tables is going to come to bite you in the ass? Here it is. Because you still have to think about it rather than it just clicks over in your head. Well, so, like, we have, uh, one of my friends, she's got a, I think that he's in kindergarten. He loves his iPad. He's on the flipping iPad all the time. YouTube, YouTube and everything. He loves Mr. Beast. I don't know, but how many, that sentence right there fits how many other mm -hmm. little kids all over the United States, all over the world. They love this iPad. Don't want to get, they can watch YouTube videos for five, six hours a day and it would not bother them. We've probably conditioned and trained them to be like that though. The other day I was out in the barn and I was grabbing the hose and when I bent down, I found a freaking turtle bringing it was like this big. It was so adorable. It was a painted turtle. So I picked it up and I put it in a bucket and I text his mom and I'm like, when Bone gets home from school today, you've got to bring him over. I have a present for him and he's going to love it. So they came over and I gave him the little turtle. And I'm like, now you get on your iPad and go to YouTube and you need to figure out what you need to house it in and what you need to feed it and something else. Okay. Well, then he went home and he watched three or four different videos. He made a little habitat for it. He went and got its food. He went and got all the necessary things for it to live. We made it into a little learning thing for him. So this is the thing, like think about it and maybe you, I don't know, but think about like Sesame Street, right? Like, so my stepbrother um, always says that he learned English from Sesame Street because they were from Argentina. And uh, like, but you know, that's not much different than if they're watching educational stuff on YouTube. Now the problem with YouTube is it spins off into a lot of different things. I know. But like, there's a lot of good education on there. Like, um, so Kyle so already watching it, use it so, to so use it to your advantage, but it's not different than watching PBS and it's not different than a no. lot of those things. If you would just use it correctly, like Kyle's learning about the Sumerian city states right now. So then he goes on YouTube and he finds like all these history channel things, which me as a historian, it hurts my heart a little bit because it's like very topical history. But at the same time, if that fosters his enjoyment of the subject, he will then try and go and find more things to learn about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that people forget about things like that. And I have another friend that I was with her a couple of weeks ago. I stayed at their house and she's got littles who are really into nature and they've built several different little habitats for frogs and toads and their things. And they took me out on little walks to show me weird bugs that they were finding and they knew what they were and they were looking them up and I'm like, you know, you don't think about that stuff until I feel like you've been down the homeschool road because then it starts to click in your head. Like this is a science experiment. This is, we're doing a living science experiment right now. So. Yeah. I, uh, what's well, like, even like, so we, I use feel better. I use the Google, like when you take the picture and then it pulls up what it is, right? And my boys know how to use that too. So same thing when they're out. Cause it, like when we go out to the pasture, there's a pond with like, uh, well, we have a Royal toads where we are. So there's like all the tadpoles for Royal toads and there's like a bunch of different stuff. So they'll take pictures of things to look them up. And then that leads down the rabbit hole of them, like following all the information about these things. Yeah. So you have to embrace the technology that's out there. And, you know, still monitor it because some of the shit my kids watch on YouTube, I was like, mm, that kid's an asshole. What? We're not going to watch that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's, 
there's so many good teachers in the systems, but I also think that the school's systems are burning them out. The kids are burning them out because the kids are such assholes these days. They can't do anything to discipline them because they will get in trouble for disciplining them from their from the school district, their parents, the kids' parents. There's just no accountability anymore. And I can see why there's a shortage of teachers because who would want to put themselves in that position day in and day out? And the other thing too, like that sucks is uh, with as many people, as many bodies as they have in the public school system, right? You can't devote enough attention to anybody. So if you're a problem, then you get pushed aside. And if you're a superstar, you're expected just to be a superstar on your own. They're just shooting for the middle. They're trying to, you know, and the problem is when you do that, you're really only helping 60 to 70% of the kids. So that leaves or less. Yeah. You know, your idea about the hybrid situation, I think is what I've been trying to put into words for two years now. Because think I about it, that. like if those teachers were still teaching five days a week, right? But they only had group A on Monday and Wednesday and group B, you know, like, then they could give those kids the attention and they're not swamped by everything. And the same thing for the kids, right? Well, if I have to get this work done, I can now do it in a manner that makes sense to me. Remy, right. they could co-op with oh. other school districts to have, well, another problem that's happening in our area is we've got three consolidated school districts. They're all on one highway, you know, probably, um, anywhere from a half hour to an hour apart from the furthest point points. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All three of them have failing school structures. They're in dire need. They've been trying to pass a referendum in our school district for the last three years and it's not passing. And right now the school is falling apart. They, but the others, school districts are the same things happening to them so i'm like what if they put all those three school systems together and then say the rcw sixth grade teacher she um she does the online one week she works a couple days a week on the online and then the, the teacher at bold does the in-person one week and then they swap it'd be easier for them to take time off too i just there's so many Oh, good scenarios. Like I said, I don't have the time to go to bat. I would love to because I feel so strongly about all this bullshit, but I'm not going to go over to bat. I feel better after I got my rant out with them yesterday. And they all agreed with me on a lot of stuff. They took what I had to say about the teacher that I don't care for at all. They all agreed with me on that too. And it was a great meeting. Not just because they agreed on me, but I feel like we actually got somewhere. And I'm like, I don't, the way that she was talking to me, she probably should check herself. She can be glad that she caught me at 9 a.m. in the morning and not 3 in the afternoon because I wouldn't have been as happy and nice as I was at 9 at 3. Probably would have ripped her ass. And that's like, so Brayden keeps not getting a good grade in PE. Like, the our viewership that knows Brayden, like, he is 40 spice. And the problem is that he keeps having the same PE teacher and she's like, oh, he does this. Now I've sat there and watched and she lets, and it's true. He's not making it up. The girls get to sit there on their phones and they have the boys doing stuff. I'm like, it's not fair. And not only is it not fair, it patently looks unfair from the outside. And so then, you know, and I told him, I was like, well, this is a life lesson. You got to figure it out. However, he's now had the same PE teacher two years in a row and they're having the same problem. And then last year, she's like, well, maybe he can do stuff for extra credit. I was like, he plays baseball every day after school for at least three hours. How much more do you want him to do? And she's like, oh, he's just not very active. And I was like, okay. And he's like this big. Yeah, and active. And I was yeah. like, okay. It's the same thing. Like, And I had a conversation with the office this year. And I go, look, I'm going to pull him out of PE. He will no longer do this. You will give him no grade in PE if I'm going to have this problem. Oh, well, we'll talk about it. And like last year, I made him write letters to the teachers and try and be better. But it's like, okay, so he can run for his cross-country coach. No problem. 
have no problem sitting there and listening to instructions and to run for a mile every day. But you're saying that he's in that he's insolent and is inactive in PE. No, like it doesn't marry. Okay, so those two are, those aren't the same person. So he listens to every other coach he has except for you. It again, it doesn't make sense. No, so you know, again, different problems in a private school. Still problems. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you have questions about anything that we talked about today, I'm pretty sure you can reach out to Remy and I, because I do know also, or as well, is sometimes they make you feel like shit as a parent for how you're educating your child, or if your child's behind, they will make you feel like shit. And I don't think that that's fair either. So yeah, so we can talk you through that and how to handle them after that. I can write you a strongly worded letter. I'm really good at them. They, it's hard for them to make me feel like shit because I'm a force unto myself. You know, like James, because you know they're afraid of you in the office, and I was like, they should be. Oh, I'm. I don't know if they're afraid of me, but they definitely know that I'm strongly opinionated and I'm not backing down, especially when it comes to my kids. I, think, I, think they're, I don't think they're afraid of me. They're just like this bitch right here. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. All right, Rem, I better get going here, but uh, it was good to be back on with you this week. Miss being on with you. Yeah. I will um, get this posted and I'll even do like a little YouTube clip where we can fast forward and be like, at 20 minutes, we start talking about education. For you, Mr. Brookshire, if you're still listening, you can skip past all the small talk. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think next week we have a guest, Miss Kay Walters. Um, Looking forward to chatting with her. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend, Remy. You too. So until next week. Be bold. Be brave. Be humble. We'll see you next week, Remy. Bye.